to the Blitz pra Package tonight. My name is Britt Zank, and I'm here with Chris Taylor. Uh, Travis could not be with us this evening, so me and Chris will hold down the fort. Uh, hot topic of the week, of course, is Marcus Peters and his suspension. So he is out for this week's game against the Raiders. Chris, what's your take on it? Well, if you follow me at all, you know my take. Uh, I am pro Marcus Peters on this one. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Um, the, the, the fan backlash that simply just amazed me this week. Um, but, but I don't think, you know, apparently that he was he was suspended for walking off the field. Um, I think I think that he thought he was ejected, just like everybody else on planet Earth thought he was ejected, at least for the first five ten minutes afterwards. Um, you know, he did come back out. Uh, he's the only guy on defense that shows any type of emotion whatsoever. And to me, that means a lot, especially with a team that is plummeting downhill as fast as they possibly can. Um, you know, he's... If it's... If he's being suspended for a uh, the totality of what he has done throughout the season, I think that's uh, I think that's wrong too. You know, if he, if you don't like what he's done uh, in week two, then you need to discipline him on week two. You don't need to discipline him now. Uh, I think that uh, I think this is an important game. Um, he's. Uh, Derek Carr is not uh, is not a fan of Marcus Peters. Peters has has played really well against him. It's a rival game. It's a division game. We are now no longer in the driver's seat um, as far as the division goes. Uh, it's it's really it's really been been a bizarre situation. You know, I look at uh, I look at there's a lot of suspensions here recently. And his suspension and his fine is very similar to those of, uh, shall we say, physical suspensions. And and I think I think there needs to be a uh, there needs to be a fair balance. Um, Marcus Peters should not face the same penalty that uh, Rob Gronkowski has faced, in my opinion. I'm sure you have a rebuttal. <laughs> not not a whole much of one. I mean, I I see both sides of it. I thought he probably should have paid attention because most people, when they're ejected, they just go to the sideline. You sit there for a minute. The coach chews your butt, and then security escorts you off the field. He just walked off the field. Nelson tried to stop him. The ref, actually, if you go back and watch it, got, like, stopped him and pointed at his eye pointed at his ears or his eyes to say like hey we're looking at it like don't leave yet we're looking at it we may not throw you out I don't know if that's what he said or not but then Peters left and like you said nobody stopped him and chief security walked him off the field so I mean at any point it's not like Andy Reid or any of the players or any of the coaches and I talked about it the day after it happened we talked about it and I said that that was a leadership problem on the team the fact that everybody just let him walk off the field whether you thought he was ejected or not, somebody should have gone and be like, come over here for a minute before you get out of here so we can chew your butt or talk to you. And then he comes back in socks and he's laughing the whole time he's walking off the field. It's a bad look. Now, 
He threw a flag into the stands. Big deal. The penalty, they didn't even accept the penalty. It literally cost the Chiefs nothing. And I I think if you're vehemently for the suspension, I think it's got a lot more to do with other stuff than the throwing the flag or his play on the field. I'm in the middle. I'm fine with it. I've been complaining that Andy has no control over the locker room and he needs some discipline. This is some discipline, albeit I think it's an overreaction and it's a panic move by benching your best defensive player to make a statement. And, yeah, it's going to hurt the team Sunday. But, you know, sometimes you got to make the statement and sometimes it's got to hurt the team because sometimes it can't be on you. It needs to be everybody else on you to where... Yeah, I hurt myself. Big deal. No, you cost the team. You cost your friends, your family. You cost everybody in that locker room. And you need to take responsibility for that. If he learns from it, comes out better, super. If he doesn't learn anything, the team gets their butt kicked on Sunday, pointless and stupid either way. So, I don't know. I I see both sides of it. I probably wouldn't have suspended him, mainly just because you didn't suspend Kelsey for throwing a towel in the direction of the ref, and he actually got ejected. And they're both boneheads, done stupid stuff the whole time leading up to it. So I see it as kind of an equal thing, but at the same time, I understand the difference in the season, and you're trying to make a statement, you're trying to grasp at straws, because your season's going down the toilet, and you're desperate. You're picking up Jarrell Rivas. You're giving up play calling, as I do that in quotation marks. And now you're benching Peters because you're you're trying to do anything you can to make something change. But let's let me all right. Let's bring some original content to the Blitz Package podcast right here, right now. I haven't heard anybody ever mention this. This is going to be the first time you probably even thought of this, but it's something that's been kind of in the back of my mind. You know who Marcus Peters reminds me of? He reminds me of a Hall of Fame linebacker that played for the Kansas City Chiefs in the 90s. He reminds me of a lot of Derek Thomas. His attitude reminds me of Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas was wild now. Derek Thomas was always having to be talked to. He had plenty of penalties against him. There were plenty of plays where where he, he did something boneheaded and just plain ignorant that sometimes even costs the team. Derek Thomas is my favorite player of all time now. But I see a lot of similarities. And I wonder, and I think to myself, would Derek Thomas be who he was if he played right now? In this time and age, okay, um, where I, I, I just, I remember, I remember videos, NFL films and, and, and stuff like that where where Marty had to keep keep talking to him and keep you know, getting him in line and straight cussing him out at times. And I don't know, maybe I, I'm sure I'm the only person on the planet that, that is gonna make this comparison and I'm sure I'm making a lot of people mad right now. But I just <laughs> see a lot of a lot of that energy, a lot of that uh, kind of immaturity um it's it seems very similar to me i marcus peters hasn't done anything on the field 
so far this season that's, that I would even compare to what Rob Gronkowski did last week. Um, and, and Rob Gronkowski is loved by everybody. The difference is not one New England Patriots fan out there is pushing for the Patriots to release him in the offseason. Not one um, even supported the suspension, even though they agreed that a suspension should come. They didn't want it. They were downtrodden about it. And then you look at Marcus Peters, and, and there's this support. There's this, like, yes, and I hope he doesn't play again. And, and, and it blows my mind. And I just keep going back to Derek Thomas in the 90s. And as m- much fun as he was to watch, part of the fun was not knowing what the kid was going to do play after play. Uh, it's it's not a bad comparison, I don't think. I, I, I completely see see what you're saying there. And I think it goes back to, like you said, Gronkowski. Well, everybody loves Gronkowski because Gronkowski's cool. He's a funny guy. I mean, he's on talk shows all the time. He's on Letterman, or not Letterman anymore, but he's on the late nights. He's on ESPN. Everybody loves Gronk. Gronk's the guy everybody wants to party with. Plus, his team's winning. Peters doesn't talk to anybody. Peters is on a losing team. And he's never endured himself to Kansas City because he's an Oakland guy. And we don't like Oakland. I mean, he does great stuff in the community, but he does it in the community in Oakland. You know, he's buddies with Marshawn Lynch because they're Oakland guys. And he kneeled for the national anthem. And whatever side you're on it, there's a heck of a lot of people. And that's a factor. I mean, it just is. Hate it, love it, hate it, it, it's a factor. And, like I said, it's like my article I wrote this week where I said the Chiefs don't make themselves available to the fans. They're, they're not, they don't appreciate the fans to where Gronk is out doing all this stuff. The Patriots let him go everywhere, do everything, say anything he wants. The Chiefs, I mean, if you actually ran into Peters in the mall, would how long would it take you to recognize that, hey, that's Mark him? Because it's not like he's a big guy that you'd back. God, you know, you walk by, you know, Travis Kelsey or one of the offensive linemen. Well, that dude's six seven, six eight. He's ripped. He's huge. He's got to do something. Oh wait, that reminds me. No, Marcus Peters is you know what, six foot, a buck, two hundred pounds. That's not that big. You're not even going to recognize him because you don't know who. You, nobody. The Chiefs don't let you get to know these guys. So, if all you have is, a, I don't like him because he kneels. Whatever. My dad, for one, couldn't care less about the kneeling thing. But my dad hates his attitude. I mean, my dad's an old-school football guy. You play hard. You you tackle. And the whole narrative that he doesn't tackle is complete BS. If you think he doesn't tackle, you're just ignorant on the topic. I agree. Now, is he Eric Berry? Is he Eric Berry and going to come light somebody up every single play? No. A, he's half the size of Eric Berry. And B, that's not his game. Now... If his guy catches the ball, he's going to tackle him. Does he go for strips too much? Maybe. But if he didn't go for strips too much, we pro- we lose the Panther game probably, and we probably lose the Bronco game this year. Sure. So that's one of those, you take the good with the bad. Does he give up five extra yards because he goes for a strip? Fine. I'm willing to deal with that if one out of 15 times he gets a fumble and returns it for a touchdown. I'll take that trade. Sure. And... But, like I said, with this team, 
they haven't endured themselves to anybody. Andy's not helping anything with his whole every single week. It's my fault. I'll fix it. We'll fix it. We're working hard to fix it. Blah, blah. It's been six weeks and you ain't fixed Jack. So either you're lying to me or come up with something new. Team the same way. They're all just blah, blah, blah. Nobody gets to know them. Nobody... They... We don't know anything. You're just guys out there. And Peters is the punching bag. On a crappy year when everybody had extremely high expectations. And they have crumbled to the absolute basement. He's the whipping boy. And quite frankly, I don't know if he's ever going to get it back. I mean, if he comes back next year and puts out a dominant year, keeps his mouth shut and everything, you know, or plays it cool and doesn't screw up a bunch... He can work his way back, but honestly, he's a guy in the offseason. I think the Chiefs got to make a decision. Are they going to sign him long-term? He's going to want a lot of money. Are you going to pony up $15 million a year for him in two years? If you are, then I say do it next year and get it over with. Make him happy. Let him know you want him here and go that road. If you're not going to do it long-term, then quite frankly, you should trade him this offseason because you're going to get max value in a year we're rebuilding and we could use draft picks because he's got two years of a cheap top five corner in the league. Somebody's going to give you a good deal. I don't honestly know. I'm fine keeping him, but that's a decision the Chiefs are going to have to make. And it's not going to be an easy one because he is the most polarizing player in Kansas City sports right now, and it's not even close. No, it's not close. You're you're absolutely right. I, you know, I I agree. Um, your article this week was great. You know, with the, with the comparison of the Royals fan, uh, players and the relationship they have with the fans, it's almost on a personal level. You know, like uh, they don't say, you know, they don't say the first and the last name. These Royals fans, you know, they're like that's. You know, that's so-and-so, and oh, yeah. that's so-and-so. That's Haas, that's right. Moose. You don't even say their real yeah. names. You say their nicknames. Yeah, absolutely. And where we're like, that's Marcus Peters, and that's Justin Houston. And even even uh, the flamboyant guys like Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. We're just like, yes, Travis Kelsey. We don't we, we don't call Tyreek Hill, the, you know, the cheetah, you know. And so I do agree with that. The one thing with Peters, um, in most most businesses where you have employees, the the type of employee you want is the type of employee that will come to work to do a job. And they do that job, and then they go home. And then the next day, they come back and repeat and do the same. Um, that Marcus Peters does that. No, he does not. He involves himself in the Kansas City community as much as, as we would like him to. And yes, it does leave a, uh, a sour taste in, in all Chiefs fans' mouth when he's in, in Oakland and with his relationship with Oakland. Uh, but he does come and, and to work, and he does, he does come to play, and he's... Man, you know what? What is? What are the Chiefs going to look like? What is that defense going to look like without, without him? Because now there's no personality, there's no attitude. I'm sorry, man. We need more attitude. 
we need we need 11 players throwing flags this Sunday. <laughs> I mean, we we need it. We need anger, you know. I don't want to see Justin Houston with his sitting on the ground with his shoulders slumped, looking at looking at the play from from 20 yards away. I want to see him jumping up and getting somebody's you know face. I want Eric Berry out there. I want him to hobble out there and punch one of those players in the face. Headbutt him in the face. Put borrow, borrow Kelsey's helmet, go out there and headbutt somebody, and let them know what they're doing. Because there's no communication. There's no let's get fired up. There's no nothing. I wrote one of my first articles with Arrowhead Attic earlier in, in the year was, was attitude. It was all about attitude. It was focused all on attitude and how the Chiefs need to bring that attitude. Now, granted, I was expecting the same defensive attitude, and I was directing that article more to the offensive side. But, but as a team, you got to have attitude. I'm okay with celebrating a first down or something. Uh, or, well, I was. I'm not so okay with a four-game losing streak and, and a struggling. Um, let's, not, uh, let's not get a first down and act like it. It's it's uh, let's not act like it is what it is, and it's something that it rarely happens now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's that's a perfect segue. I mean, what, what what are we looking at heading into this weekend with the Raiders? I mean, off offensively, defensively, special teams. I mean, how, how are you looking at this game? Uh, I, it, it's it's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who, is there anybody on this on the face of this earth that can pinpoint what Kansas City is going to do, you know, or what the problem is, or, or, or even, I mean, I would love to think that the Chiefs are going to come out and they're going to come out fired up and uh, we're going to get, a, a, you know, we're going to get a win. Um, but nothing, and I said this two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago, I'm going to say today, there's nothing that the Chiefs have done that makes me think that they can win this game, um, especially with the absence of Peters. Uh, I, I, if I'm a guessing man, I think that Kareem Hunt may be able to get something going finally again. I hope. Uh, I hope that they play... Uh, I hope they play for time of possession. I think time of possession is the only way that, that the Chiefs could win this game. Um, we're not going to stop Oakland. Uh, Oakland doesn't need to run, you know, so there's lots of people out there, well, Oakland's running game, and so and so. Yeah, they don't have to run. Have you seen our secondary? What this Peters thing does, I bet you we see a little bit more games. I bet you we see a heck of a lot more Nelson. And both of those statements are negatives when you're talking about the Chiefs' defense. We don't need that. We don't want that. Man, Steven Nelson is one of the biggest disappointments. Uh, he was supposed to be the savior. We were all waiting for him to come back, that he would fix the defense. You know, he would fix that other side on the opposite end of, of Peters, and nothing happened. I, uh, you know, I, I had started an article. I never finished it. I went ahead and trashed it. But uh, I just felt like I'd been controversial enough. But, um, you know... Raiders fans are, are super excited, and they feel like that they've got an, an early Christmas gift <laughs> with us uh, getting rid of our best defensive players for this game. Um, 
I think Derek Carr will have a heyday. I think I think he'll be able to do whatever he wants. He'll get ready to see Mike, you know, get ready to see Crabtree catch about ten catches for for 180 yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, we're going to need something. The Chiefs are going to need something, something that they haven't got. Um, you know, recently they're going to need uh, some action on the special teams. They're going to need some. They're going to need to. Uh, they're going to need to create a turnover or two, and I don't know how they're going to do that. Hey, you know it's bad when the other team's fans are are saying, you know what, just just hold Amari Cooper out for this week, save him for next week. That, that's that's never good when you're when your fans like listen. Let the guy rest, okay? We're going to need him more when we play a good team. No, don't worry about him playing the Chiefs. Yep. That That's not good. But, man, I, God, I really hate this team right now because I have no idea. I, I This is one of those games where half the time everybody assumes one thing is like a lock, a guarantee. So it almost always works the other way. <laughs> To where, you know, I mean, how many times have you heard announcers and stuff, man, it's going to be high scoring, it's going to be, you know, first one to 50 wins, blah, 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 and then it's a 17 to 14, eight turnover defensive battle. Right. Honestly, that's, in my head, that's what I want to bet money on, because I'm like, man, everybody is so much that Cooper's going to get, you know, 200 yards, Crabtree's going to get 200 yards, which... There's no reason not to think that. <laughs> they did it last time when we had Peters. Now we don't. But I, I honestly have no idea. Because is the defense going to rally? Are they? Is Sutton finally going to, you know, is the noise getting so loud that finally, I mean, clearly they're panicking because they're suspending Peters and everything. So is this the week he just says, to hell with it. I, everybody go. Just play football. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to do the same stupid stuff. If they do that, then they could get turnovers. I mean, Derek Carr sucks at Arrowhead. Now, unfortunately, it's not going to be 30 degrees. It's going to be a nice, warm 55. But I could see Derek. I mean, we've seen Derek Carr easily throw three picks to the Chiefs. So sure. that's perfectly possible. It, but which Chiefs team's going to show up? And... I mean, that's just on the defensive side. You go to the offensive side, well, the Raiders are going to play cover two. They're not going to be the stupid Jets and play man and just let Tyreek Hill, you know, run free all day. The Raiders are going to play cover two. So are we going to see the same offense we saw last week where Alex is willing to throw it deep six times for five out of six for 200 yards? Or is it going to go back to Alex is scared to throw deep and we're dinking and dunking. They're putting 10 guys in the box so Kareem can't get a rushing yard that we saw the six weeks before that. I, I don't know. And, yeah, Andy already came out and said Nagy's calling the plays again, as I said again with quotation marks. Because, again, Andy gets full responsibility. He has to run everything through Andy, and if Andy doesn't like it, he'll change it. If Andy likes it, he'll go with it. Well, that means Andy called the play. <laughs> Pretty much. So, it. I don't... I have no idea what the heck this game's going to be. I can't pick the Chiefs to win. Because they can't win. Until, I mean, until they win, I'm not going to pick them to win at this point. 
And honestly, the special team scares me as much as anything. I think they got to put Tyreek Hill at kick returner. Oh, they got to. They have to. Don't they have Listen. to? I mean, I understand why they haven't been because he's playing offense. He's punt returning. It's a lot of wear and tear. But holy crap, they have to at this point. That that might be the only way they score. <laughs> the, the game of football is so complex that it, it, when you're at the end of the season, when we break down the difference between 2016 and 2017, the fact that Tyreek Hill is not returning kicks has to be mentioned. It has to be mentioned because we're... I don't know the numbers, and I apologize, Chiefs Nation, but I guarantee you, I guarantee that our starting point of of field position was way different than it was this year in 2016 because Tyreek Hill was returning kickoffs. I mean... How many times did we start the, you know, start at the 45-yard line or the 45-yard line on the, you know, of the opposing team? We did it all the time. We always had good field position. Always had good field position. It was one of our, it was one of our things. We didn't have that far to go. It was one of the arguments of, of, uh, of people backing Alex Smith and backing Spencer Ware even, you know. Well, the numbers aren't that good because we didn't have that far to go. I remember those arguments. I remember those arguments. We have had horrible field position this season. I would guess near the near the the, the last of the league. It, I don't. Eventually, you have to do something. Okay, we signed an old man in Revis. That's great. Um, did he play excellent? No, he didn't play excellent. But did he? Did he go out there and pull a Phillip games? Nope. And so, to me, you know, that's a win. Good move. But our defense was the sole reason why we lost that game. Um, we should have won. When you look at those numbers, that that game shouldn't have been close. The, the game against the Jets shouldn't have been close. But, uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill has, has to start, start returning kicks. There has to be something there. He doesn't have to return every one. But if we're going to allow five touchdowns a game, I would say, I would say, you know, the second half at least, start giving him a couple chances. Um, those returns changed games. Those returns were the difference between a win and a loss at times. And we, and you take that away. That's That was an important ingredient. Why is the Kansas City special team so good? Yes, we've got Colquitt. Last year we had Santos. This year we have Butker. But there's, I have nothing bad to say about Butker whatsoever. Uh, if you do, then I, something's wrong with you. <laughs> but you know, we have Hill returning punts, and, and he's had it. He's had some good ones. But he can do that on kickoffs too. He can do that on kickoffs too. And uh, I know he's valuable at the receiver spot, and I know we want him to be a a, a number one. But there are still times that you see number ones back there returning kicks for other for for other teams, guys that they have more prominent names than Tyreek Hill, and and we haven't done it once. I don't think. I don't think he's returned one kick. No, he hasn't. And, well, and I was thinking like I'm like you, like the Jets, and I, I said it before the season when people were wondering what Hill's you know role is going to be, and I said I didn't think he was going to be a punt returner even. I didn't think they were going to do either one, but. 
I said, which was fine. I'm like, I get it. He's a number one guy. He's your number one receiver by a long shot. So you don't want him getting burnt or getting hurt on a kick return to the 20 or something stupid. So I understand. But know your game situations. I said at the beginning of the season, you know, if it, if you're down three with 30 seconds to go and you hold them to a punt, then Tyree Hill's got to be punt returning. The Absolutely. Jets game's a perfect example. They scored a touchdown with a minute and a half or two minutes left. Tyreek Hill should be returning that next kick yep. to give you a chance at, it, okay, if they bomb it out of the end zone, so be it. But at least if if they happen to kick it short or they only kick it two yards in, go, Tyreek. See what happens. Worst case scenario, you're going to do better than the idiots we got kick returning that take it ten yards out of the end zone every single time and don't get past the 20. You're going to do better than that. I guarantee you, you'll get past the 25. So, you're better off. And the Giants game, the same situation occurred. And the Bills game, I think the same situation occurred where we were getting the ball with under right around two minutes left and Tyreek Hill's not not returning. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> It, it seems, and it's not something that this, that seems to be talked about very much at all, which it's kind of going under the radar. But imagine, the, the odds are pretty pretty darn good that Tyree Kill, if he returns three kickoffs, that one of them's going to be put you in pretty good field position, um, especially since he hasn't done it all season. I mean, I mean... Uh, if we have the ball at the 50-yard line instead of the 18-yard line, I, I would say our chances are, are a lot better to win the game with a minute 40 left. Um, it, it's just... I don't think any of our guys have been used right this this season. Um, you know, uh, besides Kelsey, maybe. You know, they, the way he's used is, is very consistent. Um, but it... I don't. I don't believe that that any of our guys are being used correctly. I don't believe Tyreek Hill's being used correctly. If you have a guy that offers you, listen, it's, this this kid isn't 32 years old. He hasn't been in the league that long. Uh, I don't believe that he's about to lose his legs. If you do see watch him play, he has not lost his legs. No, and uh, he can take a hit. I mean, he's been yeah, drilled let, multiple times. Oh sure, let's take advantage of what God gave us <laughs> and let him return the kicks because he's the best in the league. Even yeah. though he isn't returning kicks, every single NFL team would rather Tyreek Hill be returning their kickoffs than anybody else. Yeah, well, and, and I've always been big on do what the other team doesn't want you to do. Like, don't ever do what the other team wants you to do. When the Jets lined up to kick off, I guarantee you their coach told the kicker, hey, if Ten's back there, bomb the crap out of that as hard as you can. Do not let him return it. If it's anybody else, kick it three yards deep because they're stupid and they'll run it out and we'll tackle them at the 15. Guess what? When when Hill didn't run out there, their coach and kicker and everybody went, oh, whew, good. I don't want you to do that. I want you to be like, ah, oh, crap, not him again. 
that's what you do. That's how you play. <laughs> if you ever do anything where the other coach goes, oh, thank God they did that, then you were stupid. That's the golden rule. Always, always do what the other team doesn't want you to do. If you coached that way, <laughs> if, if you coached that way from beginning to end, I think you'd probably have a pretty good record, you know? Like, it um, seems so easy. Like, I mean, think, would a coach rather you, would the other team's coach rather you throw to a wide-open Harris or to a double-team Kelsey? They'd rather you throw to a wide-open Harris. Because, A, he's probably going to drop it, and even if he catches it, he's not going anywhere. If Kelsey catches it in double coverage, he could break two tackles and run for a touchdown easy. Well, so I don't don't want him doing that. And that's the problem they've got into this year. So many times, they're doing what the other team wants. I mean, you see the stat book at the end of the game. I guarantee you every team goes into the game. All right, we got to hold Kareem Hunt under 50 yards. We do that. And Andy goes, I, I got you. I'm, I'm not even going to give it to him enough times to get 50 yards, so don't worry about that. Right. I mean, and against the Raiders this week, and like you said, with the with the ball control, we showed last week, it was nice. I'm never going to complain about scoring points. They can't score points that fast this week. For one, the Raiders are going to play cover two, and they're not going to give you that all day. So they have got to run the ball. I mean, Kareem Hunt has got to carry it 20 times. If he doesn't carry it 20 times this week, they lose. Right now, they lose. He has got to have 20 carries, or they will lose this game, 100%. So, that's how you break the offense. You either have to throw out of it and get them to back off, or you just got to run it and make them give up the cover two to where they're like, fine, we'll just go cover one, and then that leaves you Hill one-on-one or something. Well, I'm not expecting Alex to throw out of it, so it's up to it's up to Hunt and the offensive line. And I think if you go into the game and you're telling the offensive line, you say, listen, we're getting 20 carries. That's it. Period in the discussion. This game's on you guys. And Andy would never say that because Andy doesn't hold anybody accountable for anything. So, except Marcus Peters, yeah, yeah, except Marcus Peters for walking off the field when Andy already admitted that, oh, it wasn't a big deal because he just didn't know. None of us did. Well, but apparently it was a big enough deal to suspend him. So should we suspend Andy? Did you see that Peters got fined by the NFL today? Yeah, I saw that, which I, I expected yeah. that. I mean. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I don't. What, what was Gronkowski's fine? I don't remember you what remember? his. I don't remember what his fine was. I don't even know if I ever actually heard it. Everybody was so mad he only got one game suspension. I don't even know if I heard what his fine was. I, it just. I just. People are getting hurt out there because of stupid play. I, I know I've already mentioned this, guys, but it. Uh, it <laughs> this guy threw a flag and walked off the field. And the game was over. You know, he knew it, and I knew it. I mean, how many Chiefs fans quit watching the game right then? If you quit watching the game, then you're the biggest hypocrite on earth if you have a problem with Peters. (laughs) (laughs) True. Very true. You quit on your team just like he did. If the game is over, he knows it. Let's not pretend that it isn't. Uh, I I just... It's... uh, I thought maybe... 
maybe he wouldn't start. I thought maybe it'd be a first quarter, first half type of deal, maybe, possibly. Maybe a hefty fine. Maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, perhaps make him do community service in Kansas City. You I, know? I mean, if he's such a Raiders guy, that would be quite a punishment, right? I didn't think the um, team would do anything. I thought they would just, whatever the league said, and I didn't think yeah. the league would suspend him, so I figured, you know, they'd be a fine, and then maybe the Chiefs say, sit down or I don't start you or you're not a team captain, whatever crap they do that means absolutely nothing to anybody. I mean, but. He's, he's, getting, he's getting suspended for a play that in all actuality didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, basically. Uh, pit, uh, yeah, it didn't happen. The play didn't happen. He's getting suspended for something that didn't happen. Yeah, and I mean, like we said, I mean, we'll We'll wrap it up here pretty soon, but like you know, like like we said, it's it's a horrible year. We all know it. He's frustrated. Now, d- do I did I like he walked off? Did I like he threw the flag? No, I didn't like it. I'm like, come on, dude, grow up a little. But at the same time, I'm like you. I like the passion. He seems to be the only one that cares enough to do even something stupid. I mean, Lord, Travis Kelsey hadn't done anything stupid in two months. He doesn't obviously care enough. I mean, even, he even scored a touchdown last week and didn't even do a celebration. He didn't even dance. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Did anybody else think that was weird that the biggest showboat on the team scored a touchdown and shook a couple hands and walked off the field? That's either I don't care, win or lose, what about anything right now, I'm just mad, I don't care, or I know we're probably going to lose and I'm not going to be the one that's like last week when we took a picture and everybody took the team picture and then we got our butt kicked, that was the front page of every paper. Chiefs right. lose again, but we look like idiots because we're celebrating, even though we're horrible right now. Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm going to beat this dead horse in the mouth one more time. And, and I hope, I hope Chiefs fans realize this. Marcus Peters is a man. He's no more of a man than me, Britt, Travis, any of you listening, anybody that reads our articles, anybody living, walking, breathing, he's no more of a man than we are. And if he gets upset out there, then by God, let him get upset. Now, yes, he does need to control himself. I don't want him to put, I do not want him to put the Chiefs into a position to lose a football game like Steven Nelson, who will be playing and will be starting, you know, against Oakland. But let me ask you, Britt, have you ever cussed at your television? <laughs> Is there a time I don't cuss watching the Chiefs play football? Okay. Have you ever thrown anything? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever scared your children or your neighbors or your wife because of your actions during a Chiefs game? Yeah. Every single Chiefs fan. If you are a Chiefs, if you're listening to this podcast, you sure as hell are a Chiefs fan. If you're a Chiefs fan, you've done all these things. And we are not vested into the team, even a percent. So I do not hold Marcus Peters above me and expect him to not get a little bit pissed when I'm sitting at home cussing, scaring my children, scaring the neighbors because I walk outside and and I continue my cussing and my ranting and my raving. And every Chiefs fan can relate 
to what I'm talking about. We're all there. We've all been there. We take it to social media. Don't go to social media and start cussing and complaining and, and griping about the Chiefs play and then, and then get mad when a Chiefs player is doing the same thing that you are. It's perspective. You have to put things in perspective. Yes, nobody has got a camera on us. That is true. Yes, he is a role model whether he wants it to be or not. Sorry, Charles Barkley. But this is... This, this is life, man. This is, this is human nature. When things don't go your way, when things ain't working out, you get upset. And as crazy as it is that we sit at home, watch television, and we get pissed, and we throw, we throw our phones, and we throw our remote, and we throw our, our beer, and we, we scare our children, then maybe we should give these NFL players a little bit of a break. Oh, man, you know, he's acting like he's upset. Well, he should be upset. Yeah, I mean, I... The horse, the horse is dead. I'm done. <laughs> rant, rant over. <laughs> and you make perfect sense. I mean, like I said, I don't agree with it. He's a professional. He's got to control it a little better. But at the same time, he didn't punch anybody. He didn't dive headbutt at somebody late. He didn't lay out somebody and stand over him happy he's out cold he threw a flag he threw a temper tantrum he's still only 23 or 24 years old I think hopefully get him a couple more years down the road he gets this out of his system maybe this will be the thing that gets it out of his system where okay I got suspended I cost a game check I hurt my team I missed playing the team my favorite team I mean you hurt Peters as much as you could he can't play against Oakland that's as bad as you could hurt him. So, if it if it helps him grow up to where he, because yeah, we all do it at home, and Lord knows I shouldn't, but I still do every now and then because I'm a fan. And hopefully, this gets it to where okay, next time he just comes on the sideline, throws his helmet in the ground, doesn't get a penalty or anything. But we'll see. I don't think it'll matter because I'm going to probably pick the, Raider, the Raiders to win anyway. I have a Raider fan at work that tried to bet me all week, and I'm like, I'm not betting you because I want to pick the Raiders. <laughs> so this is a stupid bet. I've bet her every other time they've played, and I've won money pretty much every other time. But this time I was like, no, no, not doing it. And so, but we will all sit back, and we'll go ahead and end it there for the night, and uh, we'll look forward to Sunday and God, hopefully we have something nice to talk about next week, because if we lose again, I think we may just have a funeral for the Chiefs season on the next episode and just end it at that. <laughs> so uh, you can find me on Twitter at bzank 17 uh, You can find the Blitz Package on Twitter. Follow us on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Uh, Chris, do you remember your Twitter? Nice. Cause see, I don't have it memorized, and Travis isn't here to help you out. So that was a good test. You passed the test. But all right. well, we will see you guys next time. Some other guys are going to get all sorts of weird tweets this week. <laughs> nice, but dude, I do not do a podcast. I don't know what you guys are thinking. <laughs> all right, we'll have Travis back next time to save the show, hopefully. And uh, go Chiefs. Peace out. Go Chiefs.